in a quarter. You just watched it. George Gervin at 33 and a quarter. And Clay Thompson has 50 and 37 in a quarter. I'm going to repeat that. 37 in a quarter. Serious question. If you take Prime Clay Thompson off the Warriors and put him on a team that is constructed of the things that is needed to help Clay be a superstar. Do you think he can lead his own team to the playoffs? Prime Clay Thompson. I think he could. We're going to talk about that in his entire career. And what he has going on right now. Let's talk about it. Clay Thompson is a five time All Star, two time All NBA, four time NBA champion. 2018-2019 All-Defensive Team, 2011-2012 All-Rookie Team. Clay Thompson might be one of the greatest sidekicks of all time. Now, yes, there was a period of time when Clay was a third option, but even then, that <laughs> he might be one of the greatest third options of all time. If you, if you look at all the all the championship teams and all the dynasties that's happened in the league, that might be like the best version of a third option. 18, 19 points per game, 20 points per game. Defense plays defense, no, competes both ends more than likely playing the team's best perimeter player. Uh, this is an interesting take. I understand that Clay is a good defender. I get that. But why is it that he only has one all-defensive team in 18-19? I don't know where I would put Clay. Like, if I'm ranking, like, defensive guards, he's probably, like, a top 20 
top 15. You can name a good amount of guards that are um, that are more defensive minded than him. I won't say defensive minded, but just better defenders than him. I think Clay is a pretty good on ball defender, um, decent off ball defender. Um, but one of the things, or multiple other other, other things that makes him great is the fact that he is a catch-and-shoot monster. Um, It's not too many times to where he has to dribble two to five times to get his shot off. More than likely, if he's catching the ball, it's going up. He had no conscience, or still has no conscience. In his prime, Clay probably, when we're talking about zero conscience to getting the shot up or to to get to your spot clay is up there like i said he was a two-way monster he had a decent post game um one thing i don't like from guards that are bigger is when teams can get away with putting a smaller uh guard on you and you don't necessarily um, take advantage of that. So, like, an instance, Kyle Korver. Let's look up Kyle Korver real quick. Let's look at Kyle Korver real quick. Real quick. I just want to see his height. I know. I think he's, like, 6'5". Kyle Korver is 6'7". Excuse me. 6'7", 212". But you can get away with guarding Kyle Korver with someone that's 6'3", 6'4". I mean, Kyle Korver isn't going to post somebody up to get a bucket. He's strictly coming off screens, off pin downs, moving out the ball, getting getting his shot up quickly. But what I like from Clay. Is that when he, when teams would put a smaller guard on him, they would post him up. They he wouldn't have an issue with that, or not only just post up, but would get to the rim as well. Clay is. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing about that whole conscience thing. No conscience thing. I think in his prom, I think he could have scored 70 points if he wanted to, or if he didn't get injured two years in a row somewhere in between those with the scoring surge that has happened within the last three to four years I think he could have been one of those guys that put up 70 Clay is strictly out there for shooting yes he is a defensive guard yes he can guard one through three and even in some situations of four, not too much, but in some situations. He's not really asked. He's not really asked to to play make. He has a career average of 2.4 assists which you would think could be higher with the 
honestly just with the fact that so much attention is when he's coming off of ball screens you would think that especially in a floppy action where a defender is trailing him and so now the big coming around that corner while Clay's coming around that corner um, that big has to show and then that's the easy dump down to Draymond or Kavan or Andre JaVale Zaza um, did I say Draymond? Yeah Draymond KD if he's setting the screen stuff like that but Clay wasn't Clay I don't I don't know if Clay isn't a good enough passer or if they just don't ask him to do that. But we'll talk about that specifically at the end. Um, like I was saying, career average 21.9 points per game, four rebounds, 2.4 assists, 43.6% from the field, 41.2% from three-point line, and almost 88% from the free throw line. Extraordinary shooter. Mark Jackson I would say probably 12 2012 13 something like that said that Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry are the greatest shooting backcourt of all time and he said that really early he said that I think before Steph even got at all, either one of them got an all-star bid. And he was not wrong. He was not wrong. Yes, that was pretty, that was, I mean, it sounded pretty far-fetched at the time. But if you look at shooting backcourts, there aren't really all-time great point guard is a shooter. Shooting guard is a shooter type of backcourts. Like you wouldn't say, oh, Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars are the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. People have to go far as back as Jerry West and Gail Goodrich to find a shooting backcourt that was the same level as, as playing stuff. So the fact that there you had to go back to like the seven the sixties and the seventies to to figure out another shooting backcourt. I mean he was he was on something there. Like I said, one of my hot takes with Clay is you give him his own team. Give him his own team in his prime. I'll say, hold on, let's see, what year, let's find out real quick, what year would I say is Clay Thompson's prime? I would say... Sixteen, seventeen. He was twenty-six years old. Played seventy-eight games, twenty-two points. Yeah, yeah. I will. Go, yeah, let's go with 
So put clay on, let's see. I'm looking at the standings for 2016, 2017. Um, put clay on the, my, I always said, and I made this prediction that year or like a year after, I would say put them on the bucks. So, sixteen, seventeen. The Bucks were forty-two and forty, and they were the one, two, three, four, five, six seed in the East. So I would say, yeah, put Clay on the sixteen, seventeen Bucks. And could he lead them to the playoffs or a better record? I would think so. I think his game has just been watered down just because of who who he's had to play with, i.e. Stephen Curry, i.e. Kevin Durant, especially when Kevin Durant came. Let me look at that real quick. Let's see. Uh, KD came 16, 17 Clay's see that's the crazy part because Clay didn't really have to Clay didn't really like lose shots when KD got there 15, 16 the year they went 73 and 9 Clay had about 17.3 attempts a game from the field. Once KD got there the first year, 17.6. And then 17-18 is when it went down to 16.2, but went right back up the last year KD was there at 18. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Do y'all think that Clay could have had his own team? I have some of these um, uh, some of these games that made Clay who he is. Uh, first one I have is on January 8th, 2019 versus the Knicks in a 122-95 win. Clay had 43 points, two rebounds, two steals, two blocks, zero assists. 18 for 29 from the field, that's 62%. 7 for 16 from 3, that's 43%. Zero free throws. It was a plus 31, plus minus on that game. With an offensive rating of 140 and a defensive rating of 96. And this is also the game where he took four dribbles. Four dribbles and scored 43 points. Straight catch and shoot. Didn't even get to the line. All all jumpers. Either jumpers or a layup. There's another game. 
October 29th, 2018 versus the Bulls, 149-124. Scores 52 points, 4 rebounds, 2 steals, zero assists when clay turns on that burner he is not there's no need for him to pass that ball there's no need and it's and it's like it's like he catches the burn like that burner quick like first quarter so i can i can i can see if like someone gets like let's see like like 40 or 50 points has like five assists that means that they either there was some there was some part in that game where they weren't shooting the ball well or the defense changed how they were defending them and forced them to give the ball up and they were still able to make a play clay putting that thing up 52 points four rebounds zero assists two steals 18 for 29 from the field at 62 percent 14 for 24 from three, that's 58%. That's an NBA record for most threes in a game. Made all his free throws, only shot two of them, plus 28. But an offensive rating of 143. And the defensive rating wasn't that good. They did a, they did allow 124 points, but they scored 149. So it's like, you can forgive that. If, if you're going to score 100 and... 40, I mean, if you're going to give up 124 points, you got to score 140-something, 130-something, honestly. You can't give up 124 points and think you're going to win. But they just they were just scoring. Offensive rating of 143, defensive rating of 117. Uh, for y'all, plus 28 in that plus-minus department always has a good plus-minus when he goes off. That usage percentage, that game, you ready? 50.4%. That means in that game, Clay had 50% of the touches. He scored 52 of the team's 149. That means everybody else scored 97 points to his 52. Like when Clay gets on a heater, you 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 really can't do nothing about it. First half in that in that game, he scored 36 points in the first half. Plus 29, plus minus. Already hit 10 threes in the first half. Seven, uh, 71%. Another game. On December 5th, 2016, versus the Pacers, 106-142. In a W that they... Uh, that they won in that game 60 points two rebounds one assist there i go oh there he go i'm telling you not passing that ball up plus 37 on that plus minus 21 for 33 that's 63 percent eight for 14 that's three uh on that three-pointer line it's about 57 percent 
10 for 11 from the free throw line, 90% with an offensive rating of 161. Defensive rating of 112. Only played 29 minutes in that game. He scored 60 points in under 30 minutes. First half, Tay Thompson scored 40 points. 5 for 9 from 3, 55%. Plus 32, that's amazing. 15 for 22 from the field, 68%. A lot of his, I remember, because I've, I've seen that game. That full game. A lot of his... A lot, a lot of his early buckets were layups. A lot of them were layups. That's, that's the wild part. They weren't even jumpers. And they were off-ball layups. He was moving without the ball. The, the infamous 37 and a quarter game. January 23rd, 2015. The Warriors beat the Kings 101-126. Clay scores 52 points. Two rebounds, five assists this time. I don't. I think he might have not had it going at some point. Four steals, two blocks, plus 38. 16 for 25 from the field. That gives you a nice 64%. 11 for 15 from the three-point line, that's 73%. Nine for 10 from the free throw line, nice 90%. Offensive rating of 149. The defensive rating of 92. Not only was did he have that flamethrower, but he was also defending on the other end as well. But having said it already, plus 38. In that third quarter, that infamous third quarter where Clay got high, 37 points, two steals, 13 for 13 from the field. Nine for nine from the three-point line. Two for two from the free throw line. Plus 19. Only, well, not only. He played 12 minutes that entire quarter. And scored 37 points. There were a couple records set in that game. Most field goals in a, in a quarter. Clay has that or had that. I'm not sure if it's still a record or not, but at the time it was 13. Most three point field goals in a quarter, nine. Most points in a quarter, 37. And another thing that I found out is that Clay outscored the entire uh, Kings team. Clay had 37 points in that third quarter. The entire Kings team only had 22 points. He outscored them by 15 by himself. Now, Clay wasn't just doing this in the regular season. Clay had great games in the playoffs. That's where we come up with that name, Game Six Clay. So I really wanted to know, like, what were what were what were his numbers in Game? In, in game sixes. Clay averaged about 19 points per game, four rebounds, almost two assists, 40, 43, 87 splits. So, I mean, 
I would say how many games? Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. That's a good sample size. In 15 games, he's averaging 9.3 points, 4.3 rebounds, almost two assists. So I respect that. Uh, I mean, the infamous game six versus the Thunder. Sorry, Derek. May 28th, 2016. Thunder lose to the Warriors 108-101. Clay scores 41 points. Four rebounds, zero assists. They really didn't need him to pass the ball that time. They needed him to score. One steal, one block, plus 16. 14 for 31 from the field, 45%. 11 for 18 from the three-point line, that's 61%. Hit all two of his free throws. Offensive rating of 126, defensive rating of 108. And he caught fire in that second half, scoring 25 points, 7 for 10 for 3, 8 for 15 from the field. Now, the crazy thing about this game is it wasn't just him that went off this game. Steph was going crazy as well. Steph, I think, had about like 22 in the second half as well. So it was it was really the both of them's game six, but it's like Clay had more. And I believe... Clay got them all the way up to the tie and Steph hit a three to take the lead. One last thing before I talk about what, what got what Clay got going on right now. Clay is sixth in three point field goals in a season. And that was This past season, 22-23, he had 301 made. So it's like, I thought Clay was slowing down. But he he just posted, he just got into the top 10 of three-point makes in a season. Three-pointers made seasons with 301. So is Clay really slowing down? I've had to relook at my own self. I, I thought he was just because he now Clay is a little bit older. Um, how old is Clay now? Clay is about 33 years old. So I wouldn't say he's on the tail end of his career, but he isn't entering his prime. He's slowing down on defense. Um, he's still a threat to, to go off. It, the amount of respect Clay has in his league, I don't know where he ranks as a top shooting guard um, in his league, but he's still one of the best for sure. Um, but he must he must add something to his game.
he must add something i i don't know if it's getting into the post or becoming a better ball handler becoming a better passer playmaker but he has to add something so that I mean just that's how you that's how you stay in the league by every year you add something um in my opinion and I've had this debate with my own boys a lot I said that this version of clay dribbles too much now granted I get it clay overall doesn't really dribble that much so when I say that it's not that far-fetched because this man has had 43 points in four dribbles you set the standard of being able to score 40 in less than five dribbles and then when you come back it looks like you're shot hunting I'm gonna say something I think he'll be I think he'll be healthy I think he'll be determined um I won't talk about this year's uh, last year's game six against the Lakers what he did I won't speak on that just because I don't want to be negative but we we see he didn't add another game six clay to his resume go Lakers um but with, without a doubt, Clay Thompson is a Hall of Famer. And he will be first ballot. Now, hot, the hottest take I can probably make. And in some in some rooms, this isn't even a hot take. But to the audience that I'm speaking to, this might be a hot take. I don't think Clay finished his career with the Warriors. I don't know where he goes, but I don't think he I don't think he finishes his career with the Warriors at all. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Trust Me Wrong by Robert Kersey. Tomorrow is the last day for the 30 day challenge and I have a good one coming. If you think Clay is overrated, if you think he couldn't lead a team to the playoffs if he had his own team, let me know so I can convince you. Trust me, you're wrong. Peace. I like that, Rob. Oh my God, I love Rob. <laughs> I love him. Wait, when you-